Yo, 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 yo. What is up, everybody? Back again. Another episode. I fucking love you guys, man. Listen, another episode of the smoking section. I don't know what episode this is, right? I don't keep track, but there's been a lot, right? I, like, I took I took the time to kind of look through some of the statistics on Anchor. Dude, shout out Anchor for making the platform hella easy to operate. Um, dude, like, I don't know, man. I, I just never thought that I would have as many plays as I do. It's not even a lot. Like, it's like in the hundreds. But still, like, for the people to be spinning my shit and to see the different countries that I've reached into, like, dude, that is fucking sick. So thank you guys, man. Uh, once again, this is your host, Corpse, um, where I bring you fire topics and, and hot conversations um, here at the smoking section. Listen, I want to start interviewing more people. So if you're listening to this podcast and if you would want to be interviewed, um, fucking hit me up on Instagram at Corpse, K-O-R-P-S-X. Or at Corpse Collection, that's K-O-R-P-S-X, Collection, all one word, um, and and be like, yo, dude, I want to get on, and we could chat, you know, we'll chat a little bit and, and see if if it makes sense, you know what I mean, and um, and yeah, I, I want to start getting more voices out there, you know, so what, no matter what you do, even if you just work your normal, you know, restaurant job, you know, nine to five, or you are, you know, blue collar or whatever, Whatever type of person you may be, dude, let's get it in, yeah? And I want to hear from as many people, especially surrounding the topics of mental health, right? Mental wellness, you know, work-life balance, all these things that I hold to be very dear to me. Um, So, again, this is another Instagram submission. Um, This one's going to be a a doozy, right? I'm going to try to keep it within 20 to 30 minutes, but I can go on for days about this. Um, just because I've learned so much uh, here recently about it and over the years. Uh, this one came from my sister, Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda Thomas is my sister up in Washington State. She works for Amazon, um, was a huge cheer coach. Her cheer gym did amazing things, amazing, and bred some of the best cheerleaders uh, in my nieces and nephew uh, that I think the country has ever seen. They are, they're all on national you know, and world champion level teams and have coached some of the best college cheer teams and they're just fucking they're sick yeah they are definitely Midas Midas touched uh, by the heavens when it comes to their talent Um, but she right has been married to my brother-in-law Troy my brother Troy for over 20 years now yeah they had their 20th anniversary and it is just beautiful to me to see their love and what it has manifested, right? Through their love, all these things that they've accomplished and the trials that they've also faced, right? And, and most of their trials, I never heard from a second source, right? So to me, was a telltale sign of how strong their house stood, right? That problems didn't get out onto the street, right? They weren't telling all their brothers and sisters or their dad, or their moms, and, and I mean, of course, they more than likely did, and there was those moments, but it was still, their their relationship was strong enough to where it wasn't, you know, headline news media, right? Because um, every relationship has their problems, right? Which leads me to the topic that she wanted me to talk about, which was healthy ways of uh, getting over a relationship, right? And uh, my sister, Rhonda, um, you know, we as siblings have had a back and forth relationship, especially over the past 10 years, let's say, right? And over the past five years, me and my sister have gotten really close again, 
right? There was, you know, just family drama, right? So drama for your mama, whatever, right? But over the past, I would have to say five years, we've reconnected and gotten closer again. And, you know, she's my big sister. And when I, when I went through my breakup with the mother of my child, right? Um, she, she was somebody who really pulled the reins back on me. Because if you guys know me, man, I have a bad temper. I have a really bad temper and I get really just like outraged and I fucking lash out and I hurt. I hurt people, right? If I'm not hurting you physically, then I'm hurting you with my words, right? And this is something that has been deep within me for a long time, right? If you would have ever met my father, you would know exactly what I'm talking about, right? So she was somebody who kept the reins back on me. If I posted something crazy on fucking Facebook, she would tell me to take it down, right? And she would be on it. Like, I'm talking about within seconds, I would have a text message from her. Or if I tweeted something a little crazy, right? If I tweeted something a little crazy, she would be on me. Instagram, same thing, she would be on me, right? She was on me. And she's like, yo, that's not a good look for you. Like, don't do that. Like, don't do that to her. Don't do that to yourself. And, you know, one day I'm like, well, you know, fuck, man. This is how I fucking feel, like, this is how I feel. And it's, you know, and, and she broke she broke it down to me. You know what I mean? She broke it down to me. And it was like, in the end, she explained it to me that when it comes to me speaking about my ex, that I have to maintain a certain respect. You know what I mean? Because it's for my son's sake. You know what I mean? Like, I can't have my, my ex, the mother of my child, out here running around looking like a fool based off of the side of the story that I decide to tell, right? Because we all know that there's three sides to a story, right? There's their side, your side, and then there's the truth, right? The black and white, what happened, what really transpired, right? And, uh, you know, I say all that to say that you need somebody like that in your life to get over a relationship, right? So first off, find you a friend who keeps you in line, right? Who don't let you wild out, who don't let you you know, bash the other party, right? Avoid the friends who are encouraging you to go out and drink, to go out and have sex, to go out and, you know, put your push your responsibilities to the side. Avoid those people at all costs. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why right now. When you're getting over a relationship, right? And I'm no I'm no therapist, right? But I could tell you what I've felt. And I know that there's hundreds of thousands of people who feel this way too. So I hope this resonates. Right? So when we are, when we're out and we're drinking, right? Our thoughts go to one place. It's immediately going to be about our relationship. Right? Or let's say, you know, let's stick with drinking. Or we're getting so drunk, we're saying, fuck it. I'm, I'm about to lay down with whoever. Right? Now, there's two things. There's those two paths. Let me address the first one. If your brain turns to your relationship, right, it's going to make you do a a series of things. It's going to make you very sad, right? And you may be so inebriated enough to the point to where you may contact your ex, right? Baby daddy, baby mama, don't matter who it is. You might contact them, right? And you might start saying some, some things you don't really need to be saying, Right, oh, I miss you, I love you, let's work it out, boom, boom, boom. Right, because that person might be lonely. Your ex might just be lonely for the night. 
They might just be lonely with their dick in their hand. And be like, oh, come through. Come hang out. Come see me. Oh, yeah, prove it. Right? They hit you with those one-liners. And the next thing, you're finding yourself drunk driving over there to your ex's house. And, you know, they beat cheeks, whatever. You know, you, 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 you pipe out. And then the next morning, it's, you know, the relationship's not back together. And then you put, throw yourself back into this vicious cycle of hurt. Right? Or, even worse, y'all work it out, right, for the time being, and then shit be fucked up. Shit still be fucked up. Ain't nobody healed, right? Ain't nobody got over the things that caused you to break up in the first place. Feel me? And what sucks is, is that you become dependent on that alcohol, right? That's the underlining message for both, right? So, number two underlining message you get you're we're getting addicted to this alcohol right because this alcohol is making us feel brave and we're feeling brave enough to where we go dance with that boy or we go talk to that girl that we see right here at the club right who's been looking at me all night i've been seeing you you've been seeing me you know what i mean you buy him a drink you let him buy you a drink right now the issue the issue for me when you're trying to heal over a relationship is is that because we're so used, right? So for me, for example, I was with Sydney for five years. Sorry, I don't mean to say her name. I was with my ex for five years, right? For four of those years, we slept in the same bed, right? For four years, I shared a bed with this woman, right? And, <clears throat> you know, I love this, this, this girl so much, you feel me, that I know if I go and crawl in the bed with another girl, I'm just going to be imagining her. I know that my brain may may race there. Now, that's not to say, that's not to say that I want her back, but that's just what I'm used to from the past four years, right? And for us going out and doing that, right, we're projecting these feelings and these emotions onto somebody else, Right? Maybe, you know, now this is where we hit the fork in the road is once we project that feeling onto somebody, right? We've projected this feeling of security enough to where they could take off our clothes, right? And be inside of us or us inside of them, right? Sharing these, this intimacy between man and woman or whatever you're into, right? You're sharing this intimacy and in this intimate moment, you are now either you know, making them a, a surrogate to your ex. Or they they have this knight in shining armor appeal to them, right? Now, if they're your surrogate, you're just going to bash them. You're going to attack them. You're going to resent them the same way you did your ex. You're going to look at them the exact same way, right? Once you peel away the alcohol, once you peel away the the honeymoon, you know, uh, sex like jackrabbits, right? You peel that away, right? And then you're left with some really, with somebody you don't even know, right? Or, right, they get this knight in shining armor effect, and then eventually they hurt you. Eventually, right, the alcohol wears off. Eventually, they hurt you. They lie to you. They betray your trust, 
and this person who you've had as this great savior written in your mind, a lot of that falls off in one big heave. In one big jumbo shot, a lot of it (laughs) peels off, and then you're standing there like, oh, fuck, what did I get myself into? Right? So the discussion, right, I start off there. I start off there with this discussion, and is find a find a friend who keeps you in line, right? Now, what is in line? I don't mean to have a friend who keeps you from having fun or lotty dotty, right? But align yourself first. Align yourself so you can be kept in line, right? Be be of higher of higher value, right? Don't allow yourself to be taken to lower planet activities. Lower planet meaning lower energy, lower frequency, right? It doesn't take me much as a man. It doesn't take me much to go out, drink, fight, and fuck, right? It doesn't take much for us. us as all, all as humans, it doesn't take much for us to act in barbaric ways, right? So escape the barbarism. Escape that, right? Because... When you hold yourself to a higher energy, to a higher frequency, to a higher planet of emotions and actions and thoughts, you attract that as well. Not because of some weird, you know, uh, uh, law of attraction, you know, I mean, nothing like that, because that's very real. But when you align yourself with higher planets, you are the law, you, you literally act in the law of attraction. That is the law of attraction, right? Like, when you hold yourself higher, you attract higher because only higher level beings feel that they can approach you. That's where you get that, uh, that's where you get those people who are like, oh, well, you just seem intimidating. You look intimidating, right? Oh, you look like you're very high class. No, motherfucker. I just know, I know my frequency levels. And where your brain is at and where my brain is at is on two different frequencies. You're on a lower level of thinking right? Doesn't mean that they're less of a a person, right? Doesn't mean that they're less of people. Just where their brain is at and where your brain is at are in two different directions, right? Two different directions. So align yourself, right? Find your balance, right? Especially if you're somebody who's been in a little bit of a longer relationship, Maybe you lived with this person. Especially if you lived with this person, this one rings true, 100%. But if you've even been with somebody for a long time, you've changed, right? Not only in age of years and in your maturity and the things that you've learned, but a lot of things that you've learned emotionally and spiritually, you learned through your partner, right? Whether they taught you something themselves or actions that they they took, and the reaction that it caused from you made you gain a certain understanding in a certain position, right? A certain a certain position. Uh, you know, there was certain things that didn't bother me before I met my ex that then grew to bother me as I as our relationship took its course. And nothing that she did to me, you know, per se. Nothing so that I could attack her. But there was just repeated actions. I was like, yo, fam, like, this is annoying me now. Right? 
and some of that I have to unlearn. I have to unlearn, right? Because when I go home, and if there's a, let's say, you know, a dirty room, my room is just a mess, which it hasn't been since I've been single because I had to unlearn that lifestyle. She wasn't ever too worried about the room being so, like, you know, clean and, and it just didn't bother her, right? Which is cool. Some people like the pile of clean clothing that are in the corner of the room and they just kind of dig through it when they want to throw something on real fast. I can't do it. I have to have my stuff folded up in my dresser or hung up in the, in the goddamn closet. I just, I can't do it any other way, right? I can't do it any other way, right? And so that's nothing against her, nothing against me, and that's just, just the way that it is, right? And those are the type of things, too. We have to learn how to unlearn certain things, certain behaviors and and temperaments that we that we gained through this relationship, right? Um, one thing that I've been told by my mom was for every year, for every two years that you were with somebody, take a year being single, right? So for me, for example, I'm on an odd year, five, right? So she says, oh, you know, take about two years, take a solid two years off of dating and, you know, just kind of do things, right? And at first I was like, oh my God, two years, right? And here I'm almost at four months now of being single and I have not felt better. And I can tell you one thing, two years might not be a long, <laughs> two years might not fucking be long enough. Two years might not be long enough. Two years might not be long enough, right? Because I did five years. Yeah, and I know what I want. I know who I am now. I know what I want out of a relationship. And I know, I know like what I'm ready for, right? I did the kid thing. I did the living with you for four years thing. I did everything other than marry this girl, right? So I know I'm ready for marriage because I was damn near ready to marry her, right? Before it all fucking went to shit. Um, and... And these are things that we need to start looking at ourselves about, right? And if you're at 21, 22 years old, please know you have no clue what you want. You have no clue what you want yet, right? Because even if you were in a seven-year relationship with somebody, that means you met them when you were 14. You really didn't know what the fuck life was about at 14, right? But me at 28 years old, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I, I know what I know. I know what I want. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying anybody else, I'm not saying, you know, if you're at 22, 23 and you feel like this is the one, then by all means, baby, make yourself happy, right? But if you're, if you're second guessing it, then just don't do it, right? Just don't do it. Yeah, if you're second guessing it, just don't do it. Yeah, you're better off. The wager is, the gambling bet is better off, is in more of your favor if you just don't, okay? Healthy ways, like, you know, find something to better, like, to me, I feel like you need to find at least three things to better yourself with, right? One as a hobby, one spiritually, and then one financially. Yeah, and I suggest social hobbies, right? So that you get a, a social, mental, and, and you know what I mean? Financial benefit from these three things that you're picking up, right? So what are three things that you could do? Social hobbies. Go play basketball at the park. Be the weird motherfucker that goes and sits down and says, yo, I'm trying to pick up a game. Be weird. It's okay. Right? If you're a girl, right, go to the nail salon. Save up a little a little bit of cash, 
right? Because I know that shit's expensive. Let's save up a little bit of cash, right? And go get some cheap nails. Some cheap ones. Some cheapos. And just go chill. Go to your favorite blow-dry lounge. Go to your favorite beauty salon. And ask the girls if you can come and sit down for a little bit because you just want to sit down. Right? Just, Just chill with the girls for a little bit. And talk your shit. Right? That's us men when we go to the barbershop. Men, go to the barbershop. Talk with your barber. Buy him a beer. And just chill. Right? Sit down and chill. For my single parents, right? Because I am a single father. And I'm very, I'm not ashamed of it at all. Right? For my single parents, you know, spend more time with your kids. Put the phone down. Put your phone down. Put the tablet down. Put it all down. I don't know if you guys can hear that feedback in, in my from my car right now, but that shit is loud as fuck. But anyways, <laughs> go out with your kids, man. Go to golf and stuff, or 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 or, or you know, you know, go go just go to the park. Walk down a path. Play Power Rangers with them. Play fucking blocks with them. Buy them a t-ball set. Go outside and watch them fucking watch them hit the t-ball two feet. And then act like they just slapped a grand slam in Game 7 of the World Series. Do it. Do it with them. Do it with them. Yeah? Not just like barely participating. Like, be involved. I am trying to be more involved now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I never was, but it's a little easier when you have, you know, mama sitting there or you have daddy sitting there and they can kind of help you with the, with the load with the kid. You know? It's a little easier. And, you know, me being single and... I, I don't want a woman around my son. I just don't. I just don't. Not like that. Not yet. I just don't. I just don't want that. Right? And that's my way of healing. That's my way of getting past this. Is by using my time with my son. You know? And above it all, it's, it's because it's a sober reminder of what I had. Right? It's a very sobering reminder of what I had. And it, it's not to put me down right but it's always to just kind of give that little acknowledgement to what was right because my last thing is this is is acknowledge that relationship oh wait 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 wait. let me rewind so that was so a social so a social hobby doing something with your kids doing something you know or playing basketball you know fucking painting doesn't matter right a spiritual, a spiritual hobby, right? Go to church, right? Read philosophies. Read motivational, uh, uh, read some motivational blogs or something. Watch a motivational video, right? Take 30 minutes out of a day and say, you know what? I'm going to listen to a bunch of Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Or, or whoever else is out there who's really popping, Right? Um, something like, you know, I use Headspace for five to ten minutes every day, you know. I, have, I haven't been on it as, as, as disciplined as I should have been these past few days. I've been a little busy, coronavirus, you know how that goes. Um, but I've gotten back into my meditation, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to meditate every day for five minutes, at least ten minutes, right? Or, you know... Sit down, read the Bible, read the Quran, read the Torah, right? Whatever. Something that helps you align on the inside. And that brings you peace. 
inner peace. And I think I think the big one that we should think about right is the financial one because financial finances is something that you should have in order before you get into a relationship, right? Because if you get married, you incur their debt. So what's something that can bring help you with your finances? Maybe, you know, pick up a pick up a side gig. Something on the side. Babysit. Uh, you know, mow mow the old people's lawn on the block, mow their lawn. Uh with some more, right? You know, there's there's millions. There's millions of things. Right? Paint some shit. You can kill two birds with one stone, right? How about this? Do some paintings, put them up on eBay. Right? Put them up on Facebook. Sell them. Right? Just find something. You can use, you know, one of each of these to help benefit the other. Right? But find a few of those and those are really going to help you. Those are really going to help you. Trust me. Trust me. I'm doing it all right now. So I know it's true. I know it helps. And this last one is the one that's most true. I've already already kind of said it earlier, but acknowledge your relationship. Acknowledge it wholeheartedly, right? And be done with it. It's, it's something that, it's an epiphany that I had through meditation, which was when thoughts are entering our head, right? Acknowledge it, let it go. Discomfort, discomforting thoughts. Let it come in, let it go. Even the very happiest of happy thoughts. Let them come in, let them go, right? Don't resist it. You know, we, the one thing that I hate, and it goes back to the beginning of this podcast. One thing I hate when I hear my friends, you know, when, when they break, go through breakups and all this shit is, oh, I'm gonna drink it, forget about him. Man, fuck her, I'm gonna drink, fuck her, man. Fuck it, I'm gonna just drink, talk, forget about it, bro. I hate that shit. I hate it. It's so immature. It is so immature. It's so just, it's unhealthy. It's immature. And it's like, dude, do you not realize what you're saying right now? Like, you're literally poisoning your fucking body. To try and forget about the person you broke up with or who broke up with you or whatever. You're literally poisoning your body. So you're you not only let them hurt you mentally and emotionally, but you're allowing them to hurt you now physically and financially. That's too much hurt. That's too much hurt, fam. It's too much hurt. Just let it go. Just let it go. Like I'm saying, just let it go. Acknowledge your relationship. You loved her. You loved him. They let you down. They disappointed you. They hurt you. They betrayed you. They backstabbed you. They lied. They did all these things. Yeah, they did. They did do them. They did. And you know what? It's over now. It's over now. Move forward. If you allow yourself to hold on to those thoughts and those emotions, you'll never stop drinking. You'll never stop seeking the knight in shining armor. You will seek it in every single person who makes you smile. You will seek it in every single shot of whiskey. Every single shot of tequila. Every single night out. Every single new connection. You will seek something better or something to numb you further. 
if you do not allow yourself to just heal. Give yourself space. You don't have to go out. You don't have to lay down with that person. You don't have to do anything that you're not ready for. Well, how how do I know if I'm not how do I know if I'm ready? You won't. You'll just know. You'll turn the fucking lights on and you'll just know. You'll wake up and not be thinking about them. You'll go to sleep and you won't be thinking about them. Your day will turn and you'll forget that it even happened. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. And if you guys want to talk more about this, hit me up on Instagram, man, at Corpse, K-O-R-P-S-X. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, like for real. This I could go a lot deeper, but like I said, I'm trying to keep it around 30 minutes, man. man. This is a topic I hope a lot of people can tap in with. And I hope I, I, hope I resonated with a few people, yeah. Um, again, yeah, I want to say be safe out there during this coronavirus we're going to make it together we'll do all of it together yeah me and all the fucking few people who listen to my podcast but i love you guys man yeah i hope you guys are safe hope you have a good day week month year and fucking life we'll catch you all on the flip side stay motivated all right bang yo what up everybody i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast It would mean the absolute world to me. I mean the world to me. If you guys could just retweet, share it, tell your friends about it, and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you guys are listening to this to. Again, it would mean the world, man. And I truly appreciate every single one of you. All right? Have a blessed day.